Welcome to Talk Purpose and Truth with Eden and Kim, shifting you into higher consciousness. The show that elevates, uplifts, and encourages listeners to grow, heal, awaken, and evolve. Eden and Kim include bold topics, special interviews with inspiring guests, intuitive readings, channeled messages from beyond, including celebrities, hot topics to expand your awareness, and time for questions from the audience. Tune in for unprecedented truth, authenticity, on-purpose discussions, and magical moments. Hey, everyone. It's Kim and Eden, Talk Purpose and Truth. Thank you for being here and listening. Um, Thank you, all of our listeners. Um, In addition to California, where we are at, we are having so many listeners all over the U.S. and even globally, like Australia and Mexico, Korea. Yeah, Korea, Peru, Mexico. You said Mexico. Um, There's just, yeah, so many. We're just so blown away by that. So thank you, everybody. It's very exciting. So I am extra excited to introduce someone. So you all remember my daughter, Noella, my 14-year-old. She was recently on our episode we had with all of our kids talking about how the pandemic is affecting them recently. And Mm -hmm. um, Noella is very immersed in becoming an actress and being an actress and has done dance and theater and all kinds of things and just studies Barbara Streisand and Meryl Streep and watches Mm -hmm. Broadway any minute she she has the chance but the funny thing is when she was little she was kind of like eh, i don't really like being on stage i don't i'm afraid i i kind of feel weird about it and when we when she was seven years old we went to see this amazing illusionist magician alex ramon in tahoe i think it was it was harris tahoe or the mont blue in tahoe we saw him many times and he pulled her on stage and she got to be featured and we get back to the place we're staying and she goes mom I want to take acting classes. I want to take theater classes. And Aww. literally, it has been since then that she's never stopped. So I really credit, you know, she credits Alex Ramon. He lit the spark in her for what yeah. she wants to do for a living. So it's just Aww. really, really cool. Um, and now you get to talk to him and interview him on your show today. That's really special. Yeah. So it was not, not only <laughs> that why I wanted him on the show, but you guys will see. He just has so much inspiration and he's so unique and charismatic. So I'm going to introduce him. Master magician Alex Ramon has mesmerized millions around the world with his magic, which has been described as mystifying by the New York Times and mind bending by the LA Times. And recently in May 2020, during COVID, he received a CBS Sunny Award for creativity during shelter in place for his virtual magic shows, which we actually did one with him. It was really cool. Um, Alex Ramon is recognized for his contagious energy and innovative approach, which have reinvented the art of magic, bringing magic to new audiences and devoted fans the world over. And I noticed, mm-hmm. I noticed that coming up, he's doing the first ever, ever virtual magic show at the magic castle which is pretty iconic so welcome alex hello everyone thank you so much uh for that wonderful introduction uh you read exactly what i told you and you said exactly what i told you to say 
So maybe good. <laughs> oh, good, good. Maybe you'll hire me to be your MC now. That was all made up. It wasn't true about her daughter. Yeah. No. <laughs> no, it was great. You know, it's great to be here. I really love these podcasts um, because you get to communicate with people. And, uh, and it's not just a show setting. It's so, you know, organic and it feels so great to communicate with you too. So thank you for having me on the show. And, uh, and yeah, I remember specifically that show too. I remember. And sometimes, oh. you know, whenever, whenever you get a, a child on stage to help you with the magic trick, sometimes when the magic happens, you see just that spark, that light mm. just go in their eyes because it's just immediately like oh, that wonder, that amazement. And you're like, oh. ah, you're hooked now. And, uh, and, it, and it hooked her to uh, be on stage. So that's a wonderful. Yeah, thing. I was so surprised. And it's, it's funny because then a couple of years later, she was, she was into it, but she didn't have all the confidence yet. And you ended up bringing her on stage again. Yeah. And she did not know that you were going to do that. And that elevated. It's just, it's so awesome because now she has such extreme confidence. That's great. That's great. Yeah. Well, okay. So I know recently you did something when you turned 35 years old. Right. You decided to do 35 shows in 35 nights. Tell us more about that. Yeah. So uh, prior to um, COVID and shelter in place, um, I had thought really late last year, so late 2019, I thought, man, you know, it'd be fun to do something in my birthday. Um, every year I do something for my birthday and it's not show related. It's just with some friends. So one year I rented out a studio and I hired a photographer and me and my friends just showed up and we took a bunch of silly photos on how a party and taking pictures with friends and we made this video and then one year I uh, rented out a laser tag facility and top score I gave money and so I always am like <laughs> doing something fun and um, so this year when I was turning 35 I thought what am I going to do and I didn't know what to do and so I came up with this idea that was going to be related to shows. I was like, okay, I'm going to do a tour called 35 in 35. So I challenged myself to do 35 shows in 35 days in 35 different cities. Oh, and, I didn't know that part. Yeah, that was, <laughs> yeah, that's that was, big. That was the original um, concept. And so the whole thing was scheduled um, from April 1st to May 5th, 2020. It was going to be across the entire West Coast of the United wow. States. And um, that is the worst time that you oh my gosh, plan so, something. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you didn't even know. You know, no one knew. No one knew. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, we were going to, we had shows in California and Arizona, Nevada, Oregon, Washington, the entire West Coast. Wow. And, um, and then all of a sudden in mid March, and again, the tour was supposed to begin April the 1st, was the first show. And mid March, all of a sudden, shelter in place. And mm -hmm. I was like, oh, and immediately, yeah. you know, that day, you know, the first half of the tour was all canceled because no one knew. They're like, you know what? I don't think this is going to happen. And then the, in the, within the two days, all of them, everything had been canceled. And so wow. I'm about, you know, a week and a half out from going on this, this tour. And I thought, oh, I guess I have the next month off. And then I kind of thought, well, you know what? I'm going to do the tour anyways. And I decided to do it, but I decided to do the entire thing virtually. And yeah. so every day for 35 days, I did a different magic show. And it was really fun because, you know, I'd say, hey, day one, I was supposed to be in Palm Springs performing here. Day two, I was supposed to be in uh, Phoenix, Arizona. Day 18, I was supposed to be in Reno. Day 35, I was supposed to be in Seattle. Like, and so 
what happened was I had an audience that would tune in every night because I was doing a different show. I wasn't doing the same uh-huh. show. I was doing oh, all- different shows. That's, that's, thirty-five different that's a shows. Lot. Thirty-five different shows oh, in thirty-five gosh. days, and so wow. uh, it was quite the challenge. And uh, but I loved it. I grew. Uh, we, you know, it really created a bond with the people who tuned in. I mean, I have a number of people who watched all thirty-five shows, and uh-huh. I mean. I would say 150, at least 150 devices. Um, I'm going to devices, it's people, but it's more than that because you would sometimes see whole families watching on one device. So yeah. there's probably about 150 devices that watched at least 25 plus of them. Oh. And, I would, and I would, and the coolest part was I would receive emails and messages on socials every day, literally every day from people saying, hmm. Thank you so much for doing this. We look forward to, our family looks forward to this every single night. My kids <laughs> ask me, is it time for the magic show? Is it time for the magic show? And you know, it really, it really gave some normalcy. And, and as school was supposed to be ending, because that was mm-hmm. still before summer, um, it gave kids something to look forward to. And it gave families uh, a reason to come together and enjoy the time, even though in this really um, time in their life where there's a lot of unknowns. And right. so um, I was able to kind of create a community of people that were just enjoying magic and enjoying uh, the uh, the shows that I was performing, and and it was a great, it was great, loved it, wonderful, wonderful and amazing experience. And you oh, won I the bet. first, right? Right. Yeah, and so then, um, so CBS they were looking for creatives during Shelter in Place, and they were looking for you know what were interesting things going on. And so they had submissions from all over the country that were coming in of like, oh, this, this comedian's doing this, this musician is doing this, this actor is doing plays out of their house and you can watch the whole Shakespearean, you know, I mean, it was like a bunch of cool things. And, um, and then I was submitted. Someone actually submitted me and said, hey, you should take a look at, yeah, you should take a look at this guy and see what he's doing. And nice. so I didn't know, but they tuned into one of my shows and one of the nights and they saw, because what we ended up doing, and this was kind of, it was really fun is um, I was supposed to do a show at um, Santa Clara university for their Harry Potter club. They were recreating like one of the balls in one of the movies. And so (laughs) I was going to be the featured performer. And so I said, well, you know, this day it was supposed to be a Harry Potter themed show. So we're going to do a Harry Potter night. So everybody dressed like wizards. And we did, we did a Disney themed night. We did a wizard, a Harry Potter themed night. We did formal nights where I said, Hey, we're going to start the stream early. We do a candlelight dinner. People from all over the world oh have candlelight God. dinner. We'd have dinner together. Everybody's suit and tie. I would dress in suit and tie. And then we'd have this nice dinner and then I'd start the show and everybody's dressed up nicely. And so we had all these themed nights and they tuned into one of the themed nights and they're like, wait, there are people from all over the world that are having candlelight dinners with you before the show. And That's amazing. Yeah, it was really amazing and incredible. And so they, uh, they emailed me and said, hey, we want to present you this award. Uh, so I was one of, was one of six um, to receive an award for creativity during Shelter in Place. And, and the magician, they had you know, a couple singers, I mean, an actor. And so it was amazing. Right, and then, it, and then it, it shifted and you started offering shows virtually right. and right. donation only. Yeah. And I, I want to ask, it's kind of part of the next question where you sure. could go into that because 
it really, I remember we had a conversation and it really impressed me because you said, um, there's a lot of people out there right now that feel or have lost their mojo, their career, their purpose, whatever it may be. Um, and it's really important to not only make money, but to express yourself because if you don't express yourself, you're kind of, you know, dying inside and you're feeling low. And so, um, you were talking to me about how you knew somebody who kind of was like, forget it. Everything's done. I did a show. Now there's nothing. And you were like, Oh no, no, no. I'm going to think outside the box here. So talk about that. Yeah. So what ends up happening is during, as I was doing these shows in 35 and 35 and, and I started, you know, small and grew. So at the end of the, the last, days 30 day 32 day 33 day 34 i started doing the big illusions you know and i i did my underwater escape and you know and i'm doing this live stream and and people started tuning in and just were really really interested and so during that time as they saw all the energy and the effort that i was putting into doing these shows i had many people say how can we support you you know do you have any you know can we venmo you do you have a patreon and i said I don't want anything, just keep watching. And that's really what I was saying because again, at the time, there it was April for the majority of this. And April was the month, I mean, all the shelter in place happened at the end of mid, end of March and in April. And it's like people lost their jobs, people didn't know what's going on. And I kind of felt, how could I ask people to pay me to do magic shows right now when they actually need something to look forward to in life. And so I didn't ask for anything. And, and wow. what I realized um, afterwards, and I had other magicians, I mean, it's not that I didn't lose a lot of, you know, of my gigs. I had a lot of shows lined up for the entire year. Usually I book mm-hmm. months out between casinos and theaters and, and cruise ships. Right. So I, I was booked all the way out and, you know, yeah, I didn't have that, but I thought, well, I can either sit here and just kind of wait it out or I can be productive and proactive and take an approach of, hey, I'm going to you know, double down and I'm going to do these virtual shows. And so at the end of the 35 and 35, I said, uh, give me a week, everyone, and then I'll come back and do a public virtual show again. And in that week, I really had to think, how am I going to continue to do this? And how am I going to, one, you know, obviously need to generate some money, but also... More than that, what I wanted to do is I wanted people to be able to experience a magic show and enjoy and have a good time and just experience and enjoy magic. That's literally yeah. what it is. So what I realized is when I was doing these 35 and 35, I had friends and family, some from out of state that were watching every single night. And even though we were in quarantine, I was seeing my friends and family more than I ever had because they were <laughs> every night. Yeah. So on that week off, I kind of thought, well, since these shows brought my family and friends together, why don't I extend the opportunity for other people to bring their friends and family together? So mm. I did a show and I just announced we had, I don't know, maybe 400 devices connected for this live stream, which kind of totals when you watch all the families. I mean, it's, it's probably close to a thousand people watching the show. Right. And so I had said to them, uh, you know, you guys have, a lot of you have asked me, how they can, how you can support me and everything. And I appreciate that. I love that. Uh, but this is what I'd rather you do is that right now I want you guys to bring your friends and family together. I want you to schedule family reunions that are going to be hosted on zoom. Um, get your, you know, if you're going to celebrate something, if you're going to, um, you know, host a party with your friends, host something and I will do a show. So I'm extending this opportunity for you to schedule a virtual show that I'm doing at no cost. And wow. they, 
they were like incredible. And I, I opened like maybe 80 slots for the summer mm-hmm. and within 20 minutes, all of them were filled. And then I, wow. yeah. And then I opened up another, I think 80 and those were all filled within the next week. And oh. I never, I never promoted it. I never announced it. I only announced it there. And so I started doing these shows and it's love and support only. So the, there was no cost. People can schedule a virtual show. Now I will, do a magic show for their friends and their family. And, um, and yeah. And then if you want to show your love and support, you can, but there's no, but, but a reason why I wanted to do that is because some people are really going through tough times and I don't want them not to be able to experience the magic or be able to do something, you know, fun now. And they're limited by their budget. And right. I just wanted yeah. everyone to have the opportunity. And so, you know, nothing is too large. Nothing is too small when the love and support is given. And I just am grateful for all of it. And I'm more than anything grateful that as a magician, I've performed now over 200 virtual shows uh, in the last five months. And so uh, it's just turned into something wonderful for me. And uh, then it leads me to be on uh, podcasts like this. So I, <laughs> it's yeah, just, oh, that's nice. so I great. Know, nice. He's like doing like five in one night, like yeah. crazy. Yeah. yeah, it was really like our, you know, if you're, if you're still, are you still offering them? Yeah, absolutely. Um, oh, cool. Because I mean, we loved it. We did one, our family did one. Yeah. We, we sent a donation. You yeah. don't have to, but we did. Yeah. But it was, it was so awesome. It's like, you forget that you're not even out of place. We were, we were, you know, we were on a little trip, but we, it felt like we were there with you. It was right. really awesome. Well, yeah. you know what? You know what's interesting? Well, you get your own personal show. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. mean, you know what's interesting is when I first <laughs> when I first began doing these virtual shows and actually prior to doing them, as I was setting up knowing that I was going to do them, I was like, oh, man, you know, it's not going to be the same. You know, I'm performing for cameras. They're watching a screen. A connection is going to be lost. And I was surprised after I started doing these virtual shows that a connection wasn't lost and these virtual shows became more personal and more intimate than any show I've ever done in person. Mm. And the reason was, is because you're watching the show from the comfort of your home and you behave differently and you have different Mm. barriers that come up while you walk outside into the world. And at home, those are, those are uh, let go. You, you don't have those barriers. So you are just being organic. You're being natural in your home space, right? That's a good point. Yeah. And, and I'm doing the shows from my home studio where I'm most comfortable. So everybody has a different vibe than if you sit in a theater, you sit in a casino or you're out somewhere with other people. And so um, these shows have become very, very personal. I did a show, um, one of my, probably one of the most emotional shows that I did was this, um, this family scheduled a virtual show and it was a celebration of someone's birthday that shared it with their grandmother who just passed away. Now it wasn't mm. due to COVID. It was a different you know, thing. And so what happened was, is they asked, well, you know, can you do something that's kind of can tie it together if possible? And so I did this routine um, with a butterfly and it kind of was um, geared toward that grandmother and that family. And I mean, they were all in tears <laughs> and, mm, and I mean, tears yeah. of the best kind. I mean, they were emotional, happy and kind of nostalgic and just really loving tears. And, and so it just was so uh, moving 
And to think that, to think that there's a barrier between us because of, you know, we're doing things via, you know, virtually now is um, kind of untrue. It's, it's different, but the connections are still there because we're still human beings interacting and engaging with one another on a personal level. And in some ways this is more personal. Well, and you know, what's interesting about that is that your mind doesn't oh, know. The I just love that. <laughs> Can you guys hear me? Go ahead. Oh, your mind does not know the difference between what's <laughs> real and what's imagined. And so when you're online, researchers have proven that pretty much about 90% of your mind is processing it like you had an in-person experience. Right. Right. Mm. Yeah. I mean, it's still, what a gift. Yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> So I've, I've just loved every, every show that I've done. And, um, I still have people scheduling shows, um, daily. I've, I have less shows scheduled this month and next month because I'm training for this uh, stunt that I'm going to be doing at the end of October. So, um, I kind of scaled back on the shows, but normally I was doing all through the summer. I was doing about 15 virtual shows a week. And so, um, so yeah, so now I've kind of, I'm only doing maybe about half that, maybe eight eight shows a week about maybe six to eight shows uh, mm-hmm. and um, because I want to focus on training and then actually Kim you mentioned this so Saturday night this is really exciting I'll be doing a virtual show live from the Magic Castle in Hollywood and it's the very first time that any show has been streamed live uh, wow. from Magic Castle and so I'm pretty excited to be uh, a part of that. See, they oh, need wow. to add in it- drive-in. Drive-in. We've been I going know, to I know, I know, I know. You got to do is, that. Is the, um, the Magic Castle show, is it just you or other performers? Yeah, so it's um, there's one host, and the host opens the show, and he does about uh, 10 or 15 minutes, and then I do the full show. And nice. nor and the, and the amazing thing, for those of you who know what the Magic Castle is, and for those yeah. of you who don't, I will tell you kind of what it is. The Magic Castle is a private club in the Hollywood Hills. It is a absolute landmark in yeah. L.A. and Hollywood. Everybody knows it. Uh, celebrities frequent the castle nightly. Um, and it's a private club, so you can only – go if you are a member or a guest of a member. You can't just go in and get tickets or you, you, you can't, it just, you can't do that. So um, it's very elite, strict dress code, suit and ties, nice yeah. dresses, every, all the, the whole deal. And um, these virtual shows are open to the public, which, ah. uh-huh, which is pretty amazing because They've never done that. The castle isn't open to the public. So uh, these virtual shows are open to the public. (laughs) uh, Limited tickets available, but uh, it's not just members, which is pretty cool. So That's awesome. So, and I I think that's also so great because all these people are going to go, well, I was at the Magic Castle. And so you get to Virtually, right? Virtually, I know. Virtual. (laughs) So that's awesome. Um, so you also, this is a big one. You got to work with Taylor Swift in a very iconic way. Can you tell us how that came about? Yeah, um, that was a blast. So this was a few years ago. Uh, Taylor had just released her 1989 album and I was doing a show in North Hollywood and I had invited some industry people, other entertainers, dancers, choreographers, and and magicians and people that I know. And they all showed up to the show. And then at the end of the show, um, one of them came up to me and they say, Hey, do you consult on, you know, magic projects and things like this? And I said, yeah, of course. Um, what have you got? And they said, yeah, well, I'll call you, you know? And I said, okay. 
And um, so maybe a day or two later, we spoke on the phone. And she said, well, can you come to the production office? We're working on something big with an artist. Can you come in and, and talk to us about doing magic consulting for this? And I said, okay. So I go into the office and, you know, they said, okay, we want to do this magic trick. And it's for, you know, it's high profile artist. And we want something we think with a rose, but we're not sure, but just maybe anything. And that was it. Like, that's all they said. And I was like, okay. I was like, well, who is the artist? They're like, well, we don't really want to say. And I'm like, okay, well, what's the song? They go, we can't really tell you the song because then you know the artist. I was like, oh, okay. I said, so what's the vibe? Is it like a ballad? Is it pop? Or what is it? They go, well, we can't. We don't really want to tell you. So just, and I'm like, well, you got to give me something. Like a magic trick with a rose. And I was like, okay. So I start, you know, saying and different things and different ideas of things that we can do. And, and finally, I said, okay, what about this? What if she has this rose and the rose bursts into flames and now the whole rose is on fire, but it's still like beautiful, undamaged. And then she grabs a petal from the rose and she's holding fire in one hand, the rose is on fire in the other. And she's sitting there, like, you know, standing there and it's just like, uh, and they're like, yeah, that, let's do that. Wow. And I was like, okay, cool. So we kind of developed this, um, this magic trick for, and then they said, well, this is for Taylor Swift for the world premiere performance of Blank Space on the American Music Awards that was going to be a couple weeks filmed <laughs> in um, you know, downtown LA. And I said, cool, that's, you know, that's awesome. And uh, then, you know, then it's going about uh, how do you actually create this special effect and this magic trick and we have, we're on a time crunch. Were and you so, like, were you like uh, jumping up and down going, oh my God, oh my God, this is huge. And then you went, oh wait. I got to <laughs> <laughs> You know what I always, you know what I always say whenever I work with, uh, you know, I, I work with teams of people and sometimes you have an illusion designer and a builder and a fabricator. And then, you know, whenever you work with a team, I'm always like, you know, I kind of hate that a fact that I always have to run the last leg, you know, uh -huh. because I'm the one performing it. And so I have to make sure that it is works for the audience, not yeah. just come up with the idea and not just build the thing, but actually make it work for the audience. And right. so you know, it's always kind of a tease. And so, yeah, I mean, there was a little bit of, it was exciting to be a part of, to do something that was going to be so um, huge and something that, that turned into some, that, that turned into an iconic image. But, um, but there was a, okay, I really have to get this down and how exactly, what is the best way in which to do this? Mm -hmm. and, um, and, and also safety is key. That was huge. I mean, I really, really was adamant about safety because, you know, uh, I was like, okay, listen, in my, you know, in my uh, liability release waiver, you know, make sure Taylor isn't like, you know, spraying up with Aquanet, you know, yeah. like I just, <laughs> I was like, we want to make sure she's good. And so, um, so safety was key because she was going to be the one manipulating the fire. She was going to be the one that's in hands. It's not just me, which I am um, familiar and comfortable with these gimmicks and with these processes and, and these magic effects already. It's someone mm -hmm. else that I have to train to be comfortable with um, and safety is a concern. So that was really huge. But yeah, I mean, it was exciting to be able to work on something and then and put, put it together. And we spent, I spent a week with her training. And, you know, at one point there was, um, you know, there was 30 dancers around her. There's all this production. I mean, it's incredible. If you guys go on YouTube and you just search Taylor Swift, blank space, AMAs, you'll see the entire performance. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it really was incredible. 
And, um, but the most amazing part was this rose, the flaming rose became the poster image of the entire award show that night. So if you actually Google American Music Awards 2000, I, I believe it's 2014 now, so a number of years ago, 2014. And the first thing you'll, that'll pop up is Taylor holding this rose on fire uh. and holding fire in her hands. And like that is the, the image, the poster image. The Hollywood Reporter picked it up. BuzzFeed named it one of the oh top moments God. of the AMAs. So, I mean, that image was the image. And it's, it's pretty cool to be a part of that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Taylor was incredible to work with. She um, – you know, deserves everything that she has. She took it seriously. Um, but there was a point where I said, look, we need to drill this one-on-one -on -one because you had, you know, the song, you know, you know, the choreography, the dancers know the choreography, it all looks good, but now let's focus on this because we don't want this to have trouble. So, uh, for a couple few days, we released everybody and it was just me, Taylor and mm. uh, Chris, who was the choreographer. And it was just us three drilling this over and over again. And, and in, and it's funny because it may seem so simple, but yet you still have to, you know, rehearse and practice to make sure that it is in fact. It doesn't sound simple. <laughs> <laughs> so it has to be. So it's so it's perfect when you uh, do it on stage, and it was, and uh, it looked great. And so it was a really fun experience uh, to be a part of. And uh, I still have the rose. That's <laughs> Didn't you say you have it like in a glass thing or something? Yeah, I have the rose. Um, wow. I still have it. Yeah. It's worth like $500,000. Maybe. I don't know. I'm going to hold know, on to right? that. Maybe it will be one day. It. You have to keep it. So, yeah, exactly. um, wow, that's just magical. It's very magical. See, you're magical. Yeah. So you should be to be a magician. So, um, so I think that the, a really important question, you know, for our audience members at this time is your recent shows are called I'm possible right. instead of impossible right and i think that right now people are forgetting that there's you know you sit there and there's endless possibilities that could come in but a lot of people are just blocked or stuck and so what does all that mean why did you do that um yeah this is actually really really close to my heart because when i I did some production shows early on in my career that I was a part of. And then when I finally decided that I wanted to create my own show and I wanted to produce it myself, I had um, a producer who was close to me at the time say that it was impossible. Mm. He told me that you can't do that by yourself. You need someone else. And basically, you know, said that I wouldn't be able to do it. I wouldn't be able to produce the show. I wouldn't be able to put it together that I'm basically just the talent that I didn't have the other, the other half of the, the equation to put a show on and I you know I took that as a challenge I mean I really did and so I named my show impossible but I highlight that it's actually two words put together so the very word impossible actually says I'm possible and if you surround yourself with good people people who truly want the best for you and don't want anything from you other than just encouraging you along the way you'll be able to accomplish great things and um one of the most um the biggest benefits and biggest privileges that I've had in life is I've had a supportive family. My family, we didn't come from means. We didn't have anything that put us uh, ahead of the pack in any other way. But the fact that I was encouraged my entire life is the difference. That's the game changer, right? Mm. And so um, I call these shows now virtually impossible because uh, we're doing them on the virtual platform. Uh, but it still has the same thing. It, it still rings true is that especially more now and ever, actually, I think that it's um, relevant because 
everything going on with shelter in place and people not being able to work and people um, having to deal with health issues, um, um, personal issues, um, you know, uh, depression. There's a lot of other things that are all involved in all of these uh, in everything that's going on in the world today. And it's right. so easy to be sucked into this, like, oh my gosh, the world is different. I can't function. I'm, you know, I'm now victim to the environment, which is, have nothing to do with me. I can't go outside. I don't feel safe. Like there's all those negatives. Mm -hmm. And I get all that. And with respect to everyone um, who is dealing with heavy problems, there is always another way to at least view and assess your place in it. And so for me, I know a lot of entertainers who just go, well, I lost all my shows. I don't know what to do. And they're like, well, I don't even know how to do a virtual show. And it's like, well, neither did I. But if you mm -hmm. do it and you find people and you give them something, to me, I'm giving magic. I'm giving my time. I'm giving my energy. I'm giving the talents that I was, that I was given mm -hmm. to people. And they will respond and support me. And I'm trusting people to do that. And that's how I'm continuing on at this, at this, you know, um, during this, uh, during COVID and, and the entire right. thing going on with all these. I wow. Mean, it's, it's, I, you know, so the encouragement comes that you can, uh, there's always going to be a time where you have to adjust to the world. And I also, as a, as a person, I feel like, we really do, we get attached as human beings, we get attached to the way something is, as opposed to being able to let go what was and not mm -hmm. be upset by it, but just treat it as it was a great lesson. It's like, if you ever read a great book and there's a chapter that's your favorite chapter in the book, but you still have other chapters to read. And maybe this is a new chapter in your yeah. life that may not be um, as great as a chapter that you had before, but it's a new chapter. And to only try and live back the other one, you're wasting the new chapter. And mm -hmm. so I kind of look at it like that in life. And, and I live every day, and this is if I have any kind of motto uh, that I live by, and this is, I, I feel even silly saying that, but I truly, truly live every day with a thought of the greatest thing that I'm going to accomplish in life, I haven't even done yet. Mm -hmm. And with that outlook, I promise every single day you wake up, you're going to be energized and excited because you don't know what great thing you're going to be a part of. And so uh, I think that that is a beautiful way to look um, on your life as a whole. And mm -hmm. as you age, as you get older, because very often right now, you know, trying to, my mom is a teacher and she's been teaching so for decades and all of a sudden now she has to teach virtually and it's like, I don't yeah. want to have to do this. And it's like, and she's going through the struggle. It's like, nope, you don't even know the greatest thing that you're going to do. You might connect with a child virtually that is actually going to do something greater than it because of energy that you gave them on this platform. Yeah. I mean, it's just the world, it's, it's limitless. And so um, I think the encouragement needs to be there for everyone. And, right. uh, and that's kind of, my, my, that my. was amazing. Yeah, I, an encouragement so big. Like, first of all, I just what you just said the last like three minutes. I we're gonna definitely take that clip and put that clip out there in addition to everything else because it needs to be heard. Yeah. Right now, it was you worded it really beautifully, and I love the chapter analogy. Um, and I just think that I love the encouragement because I think a lot of us get scared to encourage people. Like, let's say we run into somebody and we see something wonderful in them. 
tell them, you know, right. sometimes even, even scrolling on social media, you'll be like, Ooh, that's really innovative what they're doing. And you don't even comment. And it's like, you never know you speak these words of encouragement to somebody. It might light them up and give them a spark and an idea. So I thank you. I love that. It's just well, so needed right now. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that, um, what, what you said is right. Is that especially on social media, it's so easy to scroll or just hit like, but mm -hmm. words, when you are encouraging people and when you are um, saying that's amazing, it's a great job, very impressive, those are the things that people you know, need and want to hear. Um, at the same time, I have to also say that it's important that we don't take every, all the words that we hear and take that to heart too much. And the reason why is because we're also going to hear negative words. Yeah. For every positive, there's going to be another a negative or more than that you know and so yeah. so a lot of times you know we don't want to when you hear somebody saying something negative about you you don't want to take it to heart but what that means is is that when people are playing you compliments you know don't take it too hard uh, too too close to heart and head and then you grow your ego so <laughs> you have to really be in check yeah with that stuff, a balance so a balance a balance very, good, very words, good point yeah. yeah words are important but only put weight and um, value on the words that are encouraging, I suppose, might be a better way to say it. Yeah. We don't want to put value in words that are tearing us down. We want to put words in value that are building us up. Um, but that value comes from yourself and comes from Your heart. people close to you who are um, actually the ones that, that love you the, the most. And yeah. you know, everyone, everyone wants to be loved and, um, and first and foremost, make sure that you uh, surround yourself with people who love you that want the best for you. And you'll do great things. Absolutely. I have a saying, um, be around people that sue you. And then people are like, what? And it's support, uplift, and encourage you. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so, so It's like, man, I've been around those people too. And then <laughs> after they sue you, they're like, oh, then they want to you know, be your friend. Yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Um, well, so this has just been really fascinating and intriguing. And, um, and so I, I have two last little things real quick. Sure. Um, so of course, please tell us how to find you and yeah. um, how people can communicate with you. And then I have a little quick question, but I don't know if you're allowed to answer it. Uh -oh. But do you okay. have any, do you have any like true mentalist, supernatural, intuitive abilities that go along with your show? Or is that a secret? Good question. Um, a lot of people um, search for this, you know, is there any supernatural abilities that these magicians have? And nothing supernatural, but there are skill sets and abilities that um, are psychology-based, sociologically-based, um, cold reading and things like this that are not supernatural in any way, but really refined skill sets that you can then pull and utilize when you're engaging with different people that would appear as if, man, this guy knows everything about me or he, he knows things that that's impossible. And so it's, um, so no, nothing supernatural. There's no one that I've ever encountered in the magic world um, or beyond in a different field that had any supernatural ability that I witnessed firsthand. Um, mm -hmm. But, uh, but yeah, there's definitely skill sets that, that magicians, um, magicians have that uh, 
that regular people, muggles, let's say, uh, maybe don't possess as strongly. So it, it. Makes, it makes their effects and their magic more potent. And makes them more okay, potent. that makes yeah. Yeah. But, um And the last part of the question is, how do you reach out to me and keep in touch with me? Well, my website is www.alexramonemagic.com and that's where you could schedule a virtual show so if you're listening to this I've done virtual shows all over the world we've had virtual shows based out of Australia and Singapore Kazakhstan Italy uh, the UK um, all over the, the, the world so um, so you can do those uh, schedule those shows on the website and then also on social media at Alex Ramon on Instagram and you can find me on Facebook and Twitter at Alex Ramon Magic, but Google Alex Ramon Magic, you'll find me and I hope you do. Thank you so much. Thank you. This was awesome and um, sending you lots of hugs from both of us and thank virtual you to hugs. everybody. Thank you. Yeah, virtual hugs. Thank you everybody for listening. Bye. Bye. For more information on Eden, go to EdenSuston.com. For more information on Kim, go to KimLifeCoach.com. Make sure to follow them on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Talk Purpose and Truth Podcast. If you loved this episode, you'll love every episode. So be sure to subscribe so you don't miss anything. Thank you for listening.